Hey guys, it's Jubes. I'm editing right now and it turns out that our mics weren't recording when we recorded this episode, so the audio quality isn't as great as it should be. We apologize so very sincerely. Um, we're, we now know that that's something to look for. Um, this episode is also one you might want to watch on YouTube just because I found that it helped to watch us talk and it helped me kind of ignore the fact that the audio wasn't great. Um, but yes, thanks for all your support. We will do better next time. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to the best of us. How are you guys? all things um, holistic wellness in a little bit of a chaotic way. Uh, yes, and it has been like a few months since we've recorded, so mm-hmm. apologies if this is just a little bit frantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but be good, though. we're thriving. We, I just want to start quickly with saying thank you so much for all the yes. love on the first six episodes. It has yes. been phenomenal. Oh my gosh, we're killing it. And tomorrow is a month. Um, from launch date, which is really very exciting. Crazy how fast it's that kind of, went. I know, I was like, oh my gosh, it's okay, we have like six episodes, that'll take so long, and I'm like, we need to record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. I hope. I'm excited, I can't believe it. I think YouTube was like 300 and some views, which is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And Michaela put up a story tonight that we have like 186 downloads, which hopefully is at 200 tomorrow. 200 tomorrow will be phenomenal because tomorrow's my 200 um, workout class at F45 as well. Yay! And it's the one month from launch, and so if we can get to 200 views. It's a big day. That would be a lot of twos I'm, I'm down for. That would be so dope. I mean, it'd be even better if it was our second month, but like. Well, I mean, hey, we'll know. aim for like <laughs> 2,000 for our yeah. second month. You guys just a nice first. low bar. Yeah. <laughs> October 31st. You get us to 2,000, baby, because then if we get 1,000 downloads in a month, we can make money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are only in it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to translate well to the audio. <laughs> so how are you doing, Mac? I'm thriving. That's good. Thriving. Like, Very busy. Really? Uh, somebody sarcastically. <laughs> No, I'm good since hmm, our last recording. I got Darren downloaded Hinge again. Oh, yeah. Which is a roller coaster of a ride. Uh huh. It's really fun to ride along with you. Almost <laughs> every day I'm sending jubes. Like, look at this wild fucking message I just received. <laughs> Literally. Like, look at this. And I just, like, hyper up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm collecting stories. And then we'll do a Mac Unhinged. Uh, segment. I know, it's gonna be so much fun. Where I just share the most wild things. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How are you, Jubes? Um, good. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I had, I had a long 
okay. Yeah. So I'm just kind of riding out the wave of nothingness because I literally haven't had a chance to just like sit and be chill since 6.15 this morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to ride that mm-hmm. through this episode. Um, but no, I've been pretty good since the last time we recorded. I went on a fantastic vacation with my mom and it was super duper fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I literally was like, oh my gosh, I have so many stories I want to tell you guys. But then it would be like, okay, we don't need to record yet. We don't need to record yet. And then I forgot them all. <laughs> Naturally. But I had a fun day on Monday. And by fun, I mean not so fun. Um, so most of those stories are going to come up in this episode, actually. I have a whole bunch that I haven't even told Michaela. See, so we were actually holding withholding from each other now. You're welcome. It was very difficult to <laughs> not, like, text you immediately. This is what's going on in my life. I'm excited. I know, I'm pretty good. I'm excited. And on that note, um, transition, our topic is uh, self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And I, part of self-awareness, <laughs> can anyone watch this on YouTube? Um, my face, I am interested in what Judy <laughs> has to say. I have become painfully self-aware at the fact that I look like I am not having it. <laughs> it's okay. Because I can see, like, when I look at you, mm-hmm. that you're like absorbing and like thinking about and like listening to me but as soon as I watch it back on the video she just looks like <laughs> and I'm like okay <laughs> not your friend boring you fucking checked out <laughs> somewhere in Costa Rica literally <laughs> Michaela's just in her happy place away from me cue <laughs> 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 the ocean waves <laughs> literally <laughs> Okay, is the next line, and you have half a brain? Because that's, that's what I hear, and I'm like, so I'm just like belting it out of my car, and you have half a brain, and uh, I just really genius. hope that's actually the... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, well, anyway. And on that note, self-awareness. What is self-awareness? Google definition. (laughs) According to Google. Is uh, conscious knowledge of one's own character and feelings. Yes. So basically, if you're not delusional, you're likely self-aware. Yeah, you're basically just... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) it's the ability to understand your own emotions and how they affect you mm-hmm. pretty much and why you're feeling what you're feeling kind of so you can kind of just like understand your thoughts feelings behaviors and actions more a little bit better mm-hmm. which i think is a very important skill to have and i know that it's one that i'm really trying to like work towards because understanding how i feel is going to help me in all of my relationships mm-hmm. And so I won't need Michaela to be like, hey, Jukes, what's up? I can just be like, Mac, I'm stressed. Yeah. This is my emotion. This is what I need from you. And even with Bryce, I can be like, hi, I feel like I need this. And we can be like, okay, great. And then let's work on that. Yeah. Part of what we're going to be referencing today is from um, actually a course that I started two days ago, which is... (laughs) like chapter two in this course and I'm like wow everything about emotions so um 
The book I'm referencing from is Cultivating Wholeness by Carolyn DuPont. Um, Do you need more room? No. <laughs> okay. No, I'm good. Feel free to spread out. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm very self-aware right now. <laughs> no, but part of it is, um, like, with self-awareness is recognizing how emotions show up, like, in your body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so often, if you're angry, um, it usually arises with the perception of violation, injustice, or frustration related to what something that you want. Right. Happiness comes from the expectation of physical and emotional gain. Anxiety and fear arises with the perception of threat or danger. And sadness with the perception of loss. Right. Um, the key word in those descriptions is perception. Okay. Right? Everything comes from the way that you perceive it to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to the stimuli and whatnot. Yeah. So, and this is where self-awareness can kind of help create situations to be less anxiety-driven or less fear-based is if you rewire how you perceive them to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is, like, key in finding, like, mental peace. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Um, bitterness shows where you need to heal. Resentment shows where you're living in the past. Mm-hmm. Discomfort shows that you need to pay attention to right now. Because um, you're given the opportunity to change. Mm. Disappointment shows that you tried for something. Yeah. So, breaking emotions down into kind of tangible, like, oh, I felt this because I did this. Yeah. Might cause some anxiety at first, but then once you work through that. And see, that's kind of what I found. I found that even just naming what I'm feeling helps me process and understand what triggered that emotion. Mm-hmm. I found that has really, really helped me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the way you interpret everything does come from like core belief systems um, that you acquire as a kid. Yeah. Um, kids are very, this is, again, going back to childhood self, and this is tales all this time, but <laughs> it's really good. Yeah kids very much mirror what their parents are shown mm-hmm. and so in order for that kind of cycle if it is a poor cycle to be broken you need to know how to recognize it and do the work so that you don't pass it on yeah further because the child's brain is very um, tangible and they're learning by example and they're not they don't have the groundwork to be like oh mom's just upset yeah it's like no i did something wrong and so you tend to swallow it. <laughs> and I was going to call it OW. Do you want to speak on that? No. I think I said enough. <laughs> you tend to swallow it. And then you're going to have this narrative in your head, um, which is part of the idea of a core belief. Yeah. Of like, oh, I have to walk on eggshells because I'm going to make someone upset. Insert. <laughs> People-pleasing. Yeah. It does come from it. That's, yeah, that's my thing. That's why I people-please is because I, the only way that I think that I feel appreciated or valued is if I'm, like, a yes-man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just going to say whatever because that way you'll be friends with me. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I'm not, I've never been secure in, in myself and in, like, a relationship to, like, like, romantic or platonic like to 
set that boundary or even just say like, no, I actually don't agree with that at all for fear of hurting your feelings mm-hmm. and having you then leave me. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's an abandonment thing, not so much people pleasing, but I think they are definitely very interrelated. Hi, welcome. This is Journey's Inner Soul. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it is because like, abandonment is like you just want to be liked, and so you're willing to do whatever it takes to be liked, yeah, so that you're not lonely. And the weird thing about my abandonment issues is that I've had them since I was a baby. Like, my mom remembers me, like, watching Finding Nemo and, like, freaking out about it because I was so afraid that I was going to be, like, Nemo and lose my mom and dad. So that's funny because, I mean, there was some talk. This isn't, like, scientific factual or whatever, right? Yeah. But there is talk about either, you want to call it energy, right, in the whole mm-hmm. energy realm of, like, a past life that would be, like, a past life, like, you were abandoned and you're carrying it into this life. Or there's some kind of um, uh, genetic, like, generational trauma and stuff that passes on through your genes that would cause that yeah i feel like it's both but i also (laughs) feel like because of how my brother was when he grew up Mm -hmm. how he was so afraid of us being kidnapped and then me being afraid of us being like abandoned and my sister just afraid of people Hmm. it's like this weird you guys really thrived in oh my gosh yeah in the homeschool farm environment I don't yes. mean that in a bad way, but, but like, no, like, if all three of you have social anxieties of sorts, yeah, fears of other people. Well, like, I was so afraid of my sister just getting taken because she's just so little and cute. And so then I would just, like, we're in the mall, and I'm like, you hold my hand. Mm-hmm. And you do not let it go. Even now, she's 18, and we go to the mall, and I hold her hand. It's literally a reflex. Hmm. Like, I can't walk through a mall without holding my sister's hand because I'm so afraid that even now, I'm just going to lose her. You're going to be one hell of a helicopter parent. Oh my goodness, yeah. I really need to work on it. And I'm really trying to, but I'm failing really bad. You're going to have your kids' leashes. I am, because they're going to be little terrors. Have you met my boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) Turn into a shock collar for your kids. This is bad. (laughs) Get off that counter. We don't promote (laughs) shock collars on children. We don't promote. (laughs) Disclaimers: I would never shock my children, but I would put them on a leash. (laughs) And I'm okay with that being on the internet. Okay, anyway. That's real fast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But, yeah. Yeah, so basically this comes from also a lot of ego, right? A lot of ego plays into. Yeah your self-awareness, right? And if you want to be lack of more so, because your ego is what helps you cope with the context of your environment. And so that's where if you put up those defense mechanisms, if you don't, if you ignore all your problems and whatnot, yeah. that's your ego coming out. And um, there actually is in this, in the book that I'm reading right now for my course, um, Byron Katie has a judge your neighbor worksheet to to help address uncomfortable emotions. Yeah. And the main kind of questions that are on this um, sheet is, well, first off, is it true? Okay. Right? So... Is, like, your emotion true? Yeah, so name a a thing that would cause you anxiety or an uncomfortable emotion. Okay. Name a scenario. Okay, so say that I was turning left at a red light, and instead of turning onto the lane... 
I went where I thought the lane was, and it was dead end, not even a road. Okay. Because <laughs> I did that. Okay. And it caused me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> okay, well, is then, it true? <laughs> is that anxiety true? It was very embarrassing because it was rush hour in front of two schools. And so there was like a bus full of kids just like watching me. And it was just broad daylight. And so I just had to sit there and just like pretend like I did it on purpose. Anyway, continue. Yeah, well, I'll just bring the rest of the story out. <laughs> I was so embarrassed about it, Michaela. It was really bad. <laughs> oh, I just, anyway, so okay. that's, that's a scenario that's so, anxiety inducing. So, is it true? Is that, an, I, yes. Is that the feeling of anxious true? Like, I don't know the right answer to this. <laughs> well, your example really threw me for a loop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm being honest. I couldn't think of a I'm thinking scenario. more so like if you woke up in the morning and you're like, oh my gosh, Michaela hates me. Okay. Okay, we could go and down so this road. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're spending the entire morning driving to our workout. Okay. And you're like, Michaela hates me. Michaela yes. hates me. She's done with me. She said goodbye weirdly last night. She can't stand me. She wants to quit. Oh, yeah. What a mood. <laughs> but is that true? No. Do you, can you say that statement's true? I cannot say that statement. But yeah, that's really hard to do. Can you know it to be a hundred percent true? No, no. I hope not. How do you? Can you? How do you react when you think about that thought? About it being true or it being not true, or just the thought in general? Well, when you break it down. So like, I so do I hate you? I can you believe that I hundred percent no. hate you? No, I can't. How do you feel when you break that down? I would feel very hurt that you would hate me, but then I would feel like a weird, like, uncomfortability, discomfort. Um, <laughs> We're going three out of six here. Uncomfortability. Discomfort about the fact that I thought that you wouldn't like me because as soon as I would see you, mm -hmm. I would be like, no, what am I doing? She likes me. Yeah. Yeah. So then what happens when you believe that thought? Which thought? <laughs> <laughs> like if I believe the Michaela hates me, mm -hmm. I'm withdrawing from you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop putting in effort into our conversation. I'm going to stop reaching out mm -hmm. because I'm going to be like, she doesn't want to hear from me. Yeah. But if I know that that's not true, I'm still going to like reach out and talk to you to try and like get you to convince me that you still like me. Okay, but then, okay, so backtrack to that first statement. Okay, Eric, I'm gonna withdraw. Who would you be without the thought? Just by myself, lonely. Without the thought? Oh, with, yeah, okay, no, I understand. <laughs> this is really difficult I love this <laughs> Who would you be without that thought? Just me. Without, without the withdrawing, though. You would be without confident. Okay, You yes. would be secure. Yes. You would be this. Yeah. And so... It's literally poor example. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> but when you break it down, like, is it true? Yeah. Can you guarantee it to be true? What happens when you feel that? Yeah. It's just a way to tap into yeah, your emotions just that breaking moment. down the anxiety. And right. bring you back to that kind of self-awareness in the moment... 
mindset. Right. So you're not out here in space world being like, Michaela hates me and yeah. she's gonna burn down my house and <laughs> never speak to me again and yeah. yeah, she wants to leave the podcast, blah 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 blah. Okay, yeah, it's just kind of getting back to that root issue of that insecurity kind of. Mm-hmm. It's it's taking yourself in. Mm-hmm. It's being like, I need a minute. Yeah. A good thing that helps um, to calm your nerves and stuff is doing some breath work. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, very true. Yeah. Yep. 10 deep inhales, 10 seconds in, 5 yep. seconds hold, 10 seconds out. Works like a charm. Yeah. And then if you go through those steps, is it true? Yes, no. Can I guarantee 100% to be true? Yeah. Yes, no. And that's really tricky because a lot of the times, like, if I was to go through that in a situation where I'm like, okay, Michaela hates me. I'm going to have my little angel and my little devil. My little devil is going to be like, yeah, she hates you. Like, you don't even know. And then my little angel is just going to be, like, cowering over here. Like, no, I think she loves you. (laughs) And so it's going to be really difficult for me to, like... And I guess that's probably the importance of this is, like, convincing your little devil guy like no she does actually like me this isn't true i'm making this up Mm -hmm. i read into her message too much she doesn't hate me it's okay that she didn't put three exclamation points she only used one that's fine because that's a thing that i do Not with you. Oh, just, okay. with everyone. just with everyone. Three. Three. Yeah. Three exclamation marks. Three means I love you. Yeah. <laughs> What's that text code? One, four, three? Uh, yeah. Because I, L, O, B, E. Yeah, one, I love you. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good, good. Okay, that's fun. That's good things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so, and there's actually in this book too. This chapter just came up at the perfect time. I'm kidding. Like I just highlighted it, so you know, and I was like, I am stoked about this. Yeah. So another thing that it talks about is um, like emotion and. So long story short, emotions are basically only meant to be felt in your body for six seconds. Really? And they're supposed to come pass through and everything. Like even happiness. Mm-hmm. You feel it, you let it go, and it moves so on. So what do you do for the rest of the time? <laughs> you become a robot. No. <laughs> no, because like I feel like I'm always feeling. Like I feel like when I'm not feeling, there's a bigger issue at hand, you know? But not feeling doesn't necessarily mean like like you're just you go from happiness to yeah to content okay. to gratitude. Right. Those are three different okay, things. Yeah. But they're just passing through you. Okay. Going on. Okay. When we like hold on to it longer, you resist right. the emotion passing through, which prevents like the movement through the body. So and we can talk about energy again in this yeah. um, statement. For example, anxiety, right? When you're you're not feeling anxiety you're not you're not letting it pass through your body mm-hmm. you're going to hold it into your shoulders yeah your shoulders are going to get tense yeah the tension is going to restrict blood flow yeah that's going to cause disease because your cells are going to die yeah and so there's a lot of like that that comes up that you can see in your body and so that's why doing something like this like the um exercise to yeah. practice breaking it down step by step yeah taking a breath rationalizing everything it lets everything go so yeah. your shoulders are not at your ears. You're not wearing them like earrings. Yeah. They're where they're supposed to be. Right. Your heart rate is where it's supposed to be. Yes. And you can think 
rashly. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I really needed that on Monday. Because <laughs> I literally... But you have the awareness, though, to recognize, like... I know. And see, that's the thing. Because I wanted to tell this story because I was, I was self-aware enough to know, wow, I'm very embarrassed. That was very embarrassing. Mm -hmm. um, but then I was like, okay, I'm embarrassed. This sucks. Whatever. Pretend like you're searching for directions and then turn around and just get out of here. And so then... <laughs> Um, and so then I did that. I've all been there though. And then I like turned down a way, and then I had to like turn down another way, and then I had to get back onto the road so that I could get to my final destination. And then Siri, like my maps, was telling me, she was like, turn right on your next road or whatever. But it wasn't a road. Like it was less of a road than what I had just turned onto. And it was blocked off by barricades, and I was like, Siri, that's not a road. And then I got like mad because I couldn't get there. Mm -hmm. And so I called Bryce and I was like, I can't get here. And he was like, okay. Perception of violation, injustice, or frustration. Yeah. And so I just like, so I went from one. zero to a hundred just because I was embarrassed that I turned down the wrong road and I couldn't get to this place. And it was just like ridic ridiculous. <laughs> I was just so mad. <laughs> and then I like got there and I was like all grouchy about it. And then I was gonna ask for like a tour of the job site, but then I couldn't because I was just like, and the sun was so in my eyes. And I was just like flustered and overwhelmed and just like, and it was just because I turned down the wrong street and got embarrassed. And so then I like turned, I like dropped off the backpack and then I turned around and I just like sat in my car and I was just like, okay. You're fine. You can make it home. You survived. You need to chill out. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So I thought it would fit really well with this episode. Because it was just like 0 to 100 just because I felt embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And it was totally uncalled for. Mm -hmm. But that's what happened. So I'm trying to say, is that more yeah, emotional regulation or self-awareness? I guess it's both, right? Yeah. Because if you were suddenly like, oh, this stupid phone, like this isn't... Yeah. This is my fault, this isn't whatever. Yeah. You know it's I got defensive. You, yeah. And I'm like, why am I getting defensive? Like I like I just can't get here. Mm -hmm. And I was getting really snappy with Bryce and he was just trying to help me out and then I was like, I'm south of the job site and he's like oh, what that doesn't mean I'm like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> I can't tell you where I am. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty fun everyone involved. Oh, that sounds like a, like a hoot. Yeah, it was a blast. And then I came home and I slept for six hours and then I felt a lot better. Okay. Mm -hmm. Was it the day before? When did you have an anxiety attack during the work? Oh, that morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was also that morning. I was having a great day. <laughs> it was thriving on Monday. Oh, it was a real Monday. It was the Mondayest of Mondays. It was the Mondayest of Mondays. But okay. anyway. Well, so that kind of is a nice leeway into the next point of emotions and self-awareness I want to talk about. Okay. Is um, there's four different types of emotional expressions. Ooh, okay. And so the first one is volatility. <laughs> <laughs> 
Check. Yeah. So basically, that's the tendency to blame everything. It's a very extreme way of expressing emotions. Yeah, I do that a lot when I get embarrassed. You also tend to do this. Um, oh, number two is suppression. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Which is like you try to rationalize challenging situations yeah. and kind of swallow it and not necessarily think about it. Yeah. Third type is sensitivity. Um, sensitive people tend to have free expression and they also tend to take on other people's um, emotional oh, okay. energies to the point that it affects them. Right, yep. And then fluidity. <laughs> You're all four. <laughs> I'm three for three. But... Fluidity is emotions are felt very deeply and quickly oh. and then they're out. And these people Ooh. tend to give off a very calm demeanor. So um, is that you then? I guess so, most of the time. I'm, I'm either volatile or I'm I'm fluid, yeah, I think. I, I would agree with that, definitely. I tend to go either or. I know that I'm definitely not fluid. Mm-hmm. People can go through each version of like, expression as yeah. like, the day goes on. Right. Um, for example, your blood sugar's getting really low and you're getting hangry. Yeah. You're probably going to be a little more volatile. Yeah. Volatile. Volatile. But, and so, I'm saying this because once you can, like, stop yourself in your tracks and recognize how you're reacting yeah you're like oh that was that i'm suppressing that why am i suppressing that well let's take a deep breath like let's explore it okay and then you can actually process it move on and you're not gonna be holding um like grudges and you're not gonna be holding extra tension and you're not gonna be carrying any extra baggage yeah you're not stuck on it you're able to feel like you will feel lighter right and um just less, like freer, yeah, 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 less stress, like light on your feet, just like, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to then kind of change your mindset to more of an optimistic mindset right. rather than being hung up on this like ball and chain of so frustration. Is this something you can do like every time you feel a strong emotion, like a strong like and emotional reaction to something when you're holding on to it? Okay, more so. No, but if you can be fluid yeah. and feel everything like so deeply, like I can feel anger yeah. to my core. Yeah. But if it lasts longer than six seconds, yeah. which it does. Yeah. So I'm gonna say more realistically, if it lasts longer than five, ten minutes. Right. And if I haven't let it go, then that's when you would say, like, take it inward, explore it. Right. Why am I so that. angry about this? What has triggered me that is causing this? Okay. And then you can think back to the different like core beliefs that you developed as a kid. Right. Um, to, I'll pull this up too so to, like we can like actually reflect on those. Yeah. Um, a little bit better. Do you have any more fun judge your neighbor's exercises? <laughs> I rocked it. <laughs> I rocked it? I mean, not so much. <laughs> you just think so deeply. I'm like, Okay, well, not what I was expecting for you. That's the thing, like, even, because I read this thing when I was doing research for this, that being too self-aware is also an issue. Mm-hmm. Because then you're over-analyzing and over-processing all of these things that are really just surface level. But hypothetically, if you were really self-aware, you would understand that you're over-analyzing. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do. I'm, so, I'm self-aware to the max, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's like that's the question then. Like, do you think this does more um, has more positive effect or more negative effect on like mental health, the mental health crisis? I think it has a positive effect because I think mm-hmm. understanding what you're feeling and why mm-hmm. is huge. And I understand that that's not something that everyone can do, and that it's a very difficult skill to kind of build. And I know that I've been working on it for 
two years, like, directly, mm-hmm. so that I can, like, stop bottling up all my emotions and all of my feelings and kind of share that with the class because it's not fair for me to just be mad and moody and grouchy. Well, it just kills you. Exactly. It's not fun. Like, it's not doing anything for you other than holding tension and killing cells. And- I have su- I get such bad migraines mm-hmm. from how tight my TMJ is, from clenching my teeth all the time, from like biting my tongue, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to show some self. I'm going to say some more self-checking techniques okay, okay. about that, where you can see where you're physically holding. Yeah, everything's going. I'm going to read. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to read. I'm going to read. Okay. I'm going to read your whole story time. <laughs> okay, I'll just sit here for 40 minutes, just reading her textbook to herself, not even out loud. talks about is well the first one is like I'm insignificant mm-hmm. right and so it's like when your caregivers don't allow you to explore the world with a reasonable amount of freedom um, you tend to think that you don't have the autonomy to make your own opinions and judgments and trials and errors and stuff and so you might carry that into adulthood right by belittling yourself by dulling yourself down by telling <laughs> yeah um Tune into last week's episode. <laughs> Literally. It's not always just your caregivers, too, though. It's, like, any sort of, like, adult figure that you are around mm-hmm. um, growing up or lack of. Oh, right? yeah, There's 100%. a lot that can be that. Um, yeah. Teachers, babysitters, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's not just mom and dad, yeah. per se. But anyway, so this might... Um, these people might mask it to use... Or to hide, sorry, anger... Um, it can inhibit creativity, it can inhibit motivation, right? Um, and willpower. Yeah. Right? So, with that, that's kind of how I felt in high school. Okay. Was I had no autonomy. I wasn't allowed to do the things that I wanted to do. I feel like part of that was self-inflicted because I just wouldn't ask because I felt like the answer was always going to be no. Mm-hmm. So then, to kind of create my own autonomy... I moved to the other side of the country. Okay. Is that... What is... I don't even know where I'm going to go with this, but, like, is that something that is common with that sort of feeling, or is that just, like, a... Like, running away from your issues? I had a clear question with this, and I cannot remember what it is. (laughs) No, I think... I think you're on something. I kind of understand what you're saying. I think some people tend to over-exaggerate the exact opposite right. to try to combat it, right? Yeah. You see it a lot with um, people who grew up, like, highly religious yeah, and then go full party animal. Yep. Like, all the drugs, all the alcohol. Yeah. It's, like, the over... Um, Indulgence. Yeah. Or the, the counteractor. Yeah, overcorrection. Yeah. To what you knew. Right. As the biggest, like... F you, mom, kind yeah. of attitude. It wasn't allowed for so long, and yeah. now you're like, oh my gosh, I can have all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like said, when you're grocery shopping, say for yourself, right? Right. And there's only carrot sticks in the house, yeah. and all you want is a chocolate bar. Yeah. When you have the autonomy to go to the grocery store, and buy a you're, chocolate going, bar. you're going to overindulge yeah. and get that chocolate bar. Yeah. 
Um, not saying that eating chocolate is bad. It's just an no. example. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah, buy yeah. all of it, you're yeah. going to have 20 pounds of chocolate in one sitting. Yeah. And it's just going to make you feel like crap. Because there's energy tied to food. And yeah. All of that can bring on emotions. And there actually is a lot of, um, when people are going through detoxes and, um, nutritionally and otherwise. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of emotions, like uncomfortable emotions that resurface. Right. Which is kind of what causes a lot of um, relapse in any sort of addiction. Yeah, that makes sense. Because then it, it gets hard again. Things get hard if you don't yeah. work through them properly. And then there's a, um, studies tied to um, environment mm-hmm. and uh, memory and everything like that. Okay. So, for example, you get out of rehab. Yeah. You go back to the same house you were lived in before you went to rehab. Right. They are more likely to relapse. Yes. I need to well, find a study. It has all this tr- the triggers and everything that was like... Mm-hmm. It's... I the environmental feel, memories. <clears throat> yeah. Um, this is not the same, but also the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the same at all. What am I doing? Um, when I lived in Halifax, I would move there and I would be this person. where Everything had a home. Everything was organized. Everything was clean. Everything was where I wanted. But as soon as I would come back to my, like childhood house Mm -hmm. I would revert back immediately Mm -hmm. to how I was when I was growing there and that's a lot of people do that and a lot of people tend to find it right so for example say your childhood home had some rough memories right yeah and you don't really want to be around them too much yeah and then you're driving with your partner you're going there for Christmas dinner hang out with your parents and your family and whatnot yeah and immediately once you park you feel your your jaw clenching right that's the like physical emotional response to being in that house because you haven't processed what you feel about that house because right. you're locking it out yeah like a lot of addiction is um avoidance of feeling right because i'm it, not gonna say all a lot it, it comes from that yeah a lot of it comes from a method of numbing yeah again whether it's social media whether it's heroin whether it's yeah. food whether it's i don't know overindulgence in like sleep yeah. For example, you just sleep you're doing something to avoid something else. A, a yeah, a difficult emotion. Yeah. A person. It's an, it's an avoidance technique, yeah. and then it becomes it an actual craving and addiction and yeah. whatnot. And so you really, it's really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and you really have to, you have to face it head on if you want to achieve or move on from that mm-hmm. cycle. Definitely. And that includes. Tensing your jaw. Yeah. It's the most minor form of it, but tensing your jaw. Yeah. As you're arriving to X family gathering. And it actually is one of the more common um, yeah. places that people do feel a lot of tension is family related tension. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. It's a very, very common uh, scenario. Yeah. Definitely. For that <laughs> emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, you have so many more examples. Yes, if we want to talk through all of them. <laughs> this might be a long episode. Buckle, Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, buttercup. No. Oh um, my gosh. Another example uh, that it talks about is I'm not good enough. Okay. Right? <clears throat> and so it's like, that mostly comes from when you're not taught a healthy way of uh, competing. Okay. <laughs> Like competing, like you don't competitively. Um, well, yeah, like, like you don't measure up to um, 
your siblings, your peers, your oh, whatever, right? Okay, okay, Everything okay. is like, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, well, so-and-so got this grade. Why did you get this grade? If you make everything right. a competition, that's not healthy yes. competition, right? Yes. Uh-huh. I, I, I love you now. Mm-hmm. And as a personal opinion, mm-hmm. I do think there is some problems with the participation ribbon era. Yeah. As far as that, it's not actually promoting any um, intrinsic motivation to mm-hmm. do good. No. It makes everyone feel feel comfortable and it feels nice and what on the moment. But for example, if you're in a classroom setting and you're like, okay, top three people, kids are going to get this candy, yeah. right? If, so if you get to that and you do your best and you work really hard and you're not top three but you get candy anyways, just a different smaller then candy. Then you're not going to work hard because yeah. you know you're just going to get it no matter what you do. You're going to get something. Yeah. For just showing up. And then life is going to, like, kick you right in the ass. Exactly. Um, but, anyway, so with the core belief of, like, I'm not good enough, yeah. as adults, it shows up as, like, uh, harsh comparisons, um, pretty much what it says, I'm not yeah. good enough. <laughs> yeah, like belittling yourself. Yeah. Um, and you just experience a lot of dissatisfaction. Like, yeah, low self-confidence, low... Yeah. yeah. Nothing you can do is good. Yeah. Nothing you can do is right. So why even try? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm not lovable mm-hmm. is another one. And that comes from a lot of parents who don't express a healthy version of, of love. Yeah. Um, you can see it in a lot of abuse kind of scenarios. Right, yeah. Um, and a lot of people who come from that develop feelings of like self-hatred and um just low self-value yeah, kind of yeah low self-esteem yeah. so like yeah pretty much what self-hatred is yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and then that's where you kind of tend to find they tend to um often seek out the same relationships that was modeled them of love right which is why the toxic cycle continues oh, yeah yeah because yeah. you find comfort in what you know even though you know it's not a good scenario Okay, I find that very interesting because um, this person that I know, I'm going to try and keep this as anonymous as possible, mm-hmm. um, she was in this relationship who was like abusive, I guess. I don't know to what extent or what that entails, mm-hmm. um, but her mom like loved that guy. Mm. Like, loved him so much. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the man for you. This is, like, so perfect. And mm. so she was like, that's really interesting because she had, she is very much the I'm not lovable or, like, mm. I'm unloved because mm. her mom had shown to her, like, she had never, like, valued her mm. kid pretty much. And so this girl was like, Instead of staying in that toxic, abusive relationship, she then went out and found someone who is the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And so I find it very interesting that that's something that they would, and I don't know for her situation what that would have played into, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just to maybe have that self-awareness mm-hmm. to well, like recognize well, that this is still toxic and abusive. I don't deserve this. Yeah. I deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. Which is incredible. Well, and that's where the whole the statement of, like, we accept the love we think we deserve. Yeah. That's where that whole concept comes from. Yeah. Is the um, breaking of cycles, and if you only know this one thing, you're only going to strive for this one thing. Right. You know nothing more than 
the sky is the limit. This yeah, is, exactly. that's what I've peaked. Well, yeah, because right? you believe that's only the kind of love that you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, this one might strike a nerve with you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's something wrong with me. Oh. <laughs> is that where my hypochondria comes from? Um, yeah, so that kind of comes more so from parents who, um, and I'm not saying this is necessarily parents, have <laughs> come of the adults pretty yeah. long ago. I read this okay. like, okay. I'm really intrigued. Um, who have, like, idealized versions of their children. Okay. Right, like you have a kid, you're so excited. And I think a lot of older children, yes, because I feel this in some in some forms as well. And I would agree with Bryce as well. You have this like idealized, like this is my kid. They're gonna achieve mm-hmm. this, for example, right? Like my kid's gonna be a world-renowned doctor, right? Yeah. I don't want to be a doctor. <laughs> uh-huh. So you come out with this expectation that you have to achieve this status, right? Right. And oftentimes in adulthood, this um, shows up as people pleasing. Oh, spicy! <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> um, perfectionists and people pleasers is the two things because you are trying so hard to be this um, on this pedestal that you were raised like that you should be. Yeah, you should achieve these types of grades. You should hang around these types of people. You should um, end up in this type of career. You're going to have this type of life. Yeah, because that's what they expect for. Oh a lot gosh. of older children, I would. And yeah, know. what's um, what I'm feeling mm-hmm. um, is that I need to take care of people. That's the pedestal mm-hmm. that I feel like I need to put on. I need to be this epic caretaker who has their shit together. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I'll take care of people, but like, not well. <laughs> and definitely not with all my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm having a panic attack because I'm taking care of people. But, but like, mm. back, eat up. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Finish <laughs> what you Literally. Oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so those are just some examples of some core beliefs that would then um, translate into these feelings that we talked about at the beginning, right? Yeah. Shame and disappointment and anger and happiness. Right, and they all... And all that ties into being self-aware because the minute you're able to, like, recognize and break it down, that is what self-awareness is, right? Yeah. And so how do you dissolve these, like, core beliefs? Well, the first step is to recognize. Yeah. Right? The second is to accept. Yeah. It's very much sounds... We've heard it before in all the TV shows. And then the third step is investigating. Okay. So this is why when I when I'm talking with you when you're freaking out, I what no? I, <laughs> never have never heard of her. I mean, who's this freaking out you're talking about? I just think I don't panic. It's called pre-panic to you. But a lot of it, I, I do tend to think. I, I have you not noticed? I stop and I break down and I'm like, well, why? Yeah. Are you feeling that? Yeah. And that's the biggest question to be like. Uh, 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 uh. Well, and that's why I think therapy is so important because you go to someone who's yeah. a third party who's not, who is invested, but isn't like invested, invested. Well, you're not seeing them every day. You don't feel any sort of um, pride or shame. Yeah. Or... You can maintain that boundary mm-hmm. and they're just able to be like, okay, why do you feel that? What made you think that? Why do you think that's true? Mm-hmm. And so it's very, it's really nice because even though I do have like a very good relationship with you to even feel the openness and the ability to be like, okay, no, this is why I feel that. Mm-hmm. And just, like, put down that wall 
and just be like, okay, and be like, okay, so let's maybe let's walk that, that a little bit. Yeah. Right. And even so, I mean, I, I encourage everyone, when you hear something that someone says, whether it be the news, another podcast, someone's Instagram story, and you instantly go to 100, yeah. I really encourage everyone to stop and explore, like, why did that strike a nerve yeah. so much? My go-to phrase is, if I was wrong, you wouldn't be so upset. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that an ignorant statement? Some scenarios. Depends how you take it. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, there's there's truth to it, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, if I say, hey, Journey, you need to stop people pleasing, immediately you're like, crash, boom, (laughs) shutting down, like, oh, I know. I know. I felt that, even though that was an example. Yeah. Yeah. But that that kind of really shows what you need to explore about yourself. It's because I know that Mm -hmm. that's something that I need to do. Yeah. But it's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. I'm struggling to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel that when you say that to me, um, you're going to help me, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not just going to, like, throw me to the wolves, like, figure it out on your own, bitch. (laughs) You just saw people pleasing. Get out. (laughs) Okay, bye. But is that people pleasing? I think so. (laughs) But, yeah. But, no, so there's, like, and and that comes from any statement, and it actually, like, take a time, take a step back, and explore... Yeah, Am I upset down. because what this person said was um, ignorant and abusive and I'm not going to deal with that? Yeah. Or am I upset because, oh, that struck a nerve that I haven't quite processed. I've just kind yeah. of been avoiding for That's what my reason. inner self tells me. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I didn't like hearing that said out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Really is just, yeah. We love it. Self-awareness really does help everything. And... For me, um, a lot of my expression as a kid, uh, my, my go-to was anger. Yeah, very volatile. Very volatile. <laughs> um, and it's taken me years like to, to get to more of a fluid state. Yeah. I would say I'm 90, 90% of the time I'm in a fluid state. Yeah. I'm a very passionate person, so it comes off as very volatile sometimes. Yeah. But um, I don't let it bug me as long right. as I used to. Yeah. The smallest thing would set me off as a kid. Oh my god, there was this one kid in fourth grade who my nickname was the kicker. Oh my gosh. Oh, he'd piss me off and I'd just knock him in the shins. <laughs> nice. And so why my expression as a child was anger, I don't know. Yeah. Um, my parents aren't particularly angry people. No. There was no abuse in my house growing up. Yeah. It was just my only way I knew how to express things at the time. Right. And then very much as I've grown up, it's transitioned. Um, and then from 18. 18 is kind of when I gave yeah. up. 17 was a rough year. <laughs> as I was, for most. I hated everyone, everything. I just worked. Yeah. And I ate lunch alone in my car. And I just avoided everyone. Yeah. Um, but then once 18 hit, I moved out, and I was on my own, and I was finally, like, felt like I was coming into myself. Right. Um, and maybe part of it is I, I had these expectations for myself, and I felt like I should be doing something because so-and-so wants me to do something. Right. Um, but I don't actually want to do this thing. So I, maybe I felt stuck, and maybe that's why I expressed anger. Uh, yeah, I would um, agree with that, because that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like a lot of my... Is that people-pleasing, probably? 
if I'm like, oh, I feel like someone wants me to do that, so I should just do that anyways. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because like, you don't want me to behave, behave this way, so yeah. like, I just need to behave that way. Yeah. 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 And everyone works through it, right? Because everyone wants to be, we are very social beings and we want to receive acceptance and whatnot. But if you're self-aware and if you're doing what you want to do for you, yeah, your crowd will follow with that. Okay. Yeah, you okay. might lose some people along the way, but that means they didn't serve you or they don't serve you anymore. Exactly. Right? So it's yeah. better to let them go and let them to find their crowd and their people. Yeah, right? definitely. That's why oftentimes um, you lose friends as you grow up, right? Because you're just no longer in the same vicinity as these people all the time. Yeah. You grow apart. And you grow apart instead of with, yeah. right? That's why even some marriages and stuff dissolve, right? Well, yeah, exactly. you're at a point where you have to grow together if you're going to keep this and, going. And that's kind of... Like, especially with Bryce and I, because we started dating in grade 11. Mm -hmm. We're completely different people now mm -hmm. than from grade 11. And I feel like there's been a lot of work for both of us to grow together. Mm -hmm. Like, I know there's sometimes where he's grown farther than me. And so I'm like, okay, I need to catch up. Yeah. But he's waited for me. Or he's helped me. Or, like, you have to want to make still it work. done it together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But, yeah. That's, that's fun. pretty much all my main talking points that I have. Um, I guess other than now, just to reiterate on how you can be more self-aware. The biggest yeah. one is doing self-check-ins. Right. Um, a lot of meditation does provide this. Yeah. Um, you start with some breath work. You calm down your anxiety. Yeah. And then you just sit there. And you just think, Okay, what am I feeling? Any thought that comes up in your head, yeah. you try to dismiss it, ideally. Yeah. But if it lingers, you, you process okay. that. Where am I feeling this emotion? Right. Right? What that's part of my body is hurting when I'm feeling this? Yeah. Is, okay, so that's pain. Um, why am I feeling pain? Is there something, is there an event that happened? Yeah. Like, yesterday I had the car incident. Well, now I'm feeling panic. Yeah. Why am I feeling panic? Because I was embarrassed. Yeah. Why was I embarrassed? Because that was a frustrating thing. Yeah. But accidents happen. I need to yeah, let that go. Just, yeah. And so a lot of it is just sitting yourself, no distractions, and really feeling the feels, right? Yeah. And sometimes having someone with you um, or in the same room as you helps. Mm -hmm. um, if it's hard for you to just sit with it yourself, going to like a meditation class or a guided meditation online okay. tends to help just let you... Yeah, because be it's, present. yeah, our guided meditation, because then there's someone else leading it, and you don't have to be on, essentially. Like, you, you don't, don't have to be thinking on, so much. Yeah, you don't get hung up on something and start spiraling and whatnot. Yeah. It's able to reel you back. The same reason why you go to therapy, right? Because you, you can sit in your room, and you can talk to yourself or the wall about all of your problems. Yeah. But if you start spiraling, you need someone there yeah, to, to, to draw it back in. To draw it back in, give you techniques. How do you want to work through this? Right. Right? That's where the whole cliche of the therapist being like, and how does that feel? How does it make you feel? But that's what you need to ask yourself in order to understand what's going on. Yeah. And I just want to bring it back to, like, the pain that you feel or, like, where you feel that emotion mm -hmm. because I found that, again, like, naming my emotion and what I'm feeling and breaking it down to its root emotion helps me understand what I'm trying to process. And so, um, a therapy trick that I learned on TikTok, um, <laughs> it's to 
just like I love the University of TikTok. I know, right? Me too. Uh, I go every day. Um, never miss a class. Um, and it's just like, like Michaela was saying, like, where are you feeling that emotion in your body? And so if you notice, okay, I'm feeling anxiety, but I feel it in my shoulders. Okay, when I feel anxiety in my shoulders, I'm tense because I'm stressed about something because I was embarrassed or frustrated or whatever. And you're like, okay, so then you can kind of break it down to whatever root emotion that was. And so if you can kind of like, because anxiety is pretty much just like a catch-all term. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know if that's a controversial statement. I feel like it's an umbrella term. It encompasses so many different emotions. You can break anxiety into, you can break it down into more, more emotions if like, is this is this fear? Is this um, frustration? Is this yeah panic? Yeah. You know? Okay. So to kind of like yeah, I get what you mean. Like pick out an emotion or whatever from that, you can kind of be like, oh, I'm feeling this in my left lung, and I don't know whatever emotion you feel in your left lung, but like or in your chest or in your head or like wherever else. Mm-hmm. It might help you identify what that emotion is better if you can kind of like, oh, when I'm sad, I feel it in my chest. Yeah. You're like, okay, my chest is really heavy and I'm anxious. Maybe I'm sad. Yeah. Why am I sad? What and then it helps you work back kind of. Well, you can break down. What is sadness? Yeah. Sadness is the fear of loss or the perception of loss. Yeah. What do you feel that you just lost? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I think that might help. I don't know the full scope of that because I was just watching someone's video who had gone to therapy and that was explained to her and then she was explaining it to us and now I'm explaining it to you guys. So it's a fun little game of telling you. But like, yeah, maybe that might help you guys if you find that you experience this emotion in one specific spot. And so then when you're feeling anxiety or something and you're feeling a lot of emotions in that spot, you can kind of be like, oh, Okay, well, this is what's causing that anxiety or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also want to talk about a concept quickly um, relating to anxiety, too, that I think I've been feeling a lot because I'm not a particularly anxious person yeah. normally. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I really experienced generalized anxiety was when my um, gut health was off. Right. And therefore, my hormones, my neurotransmitters, everything was like the levels were wonky. Right. I would go high, low, blood sugar, like, crazy crashes, um, like, on, like, after eating for 30 minutes. Like, it was right. rough. Um, but I, late, as of lately, I've been feeling a lot of um, anxiety just out of nowhere. Oh. And so there is a concept, though, that not all fear is bad. Okay. Um, some fear just stems from the unknown. Right. Yeah, definitely. And anxiety without any reason, like, and I've... I've fully checked in. Yeah. Um, so I am painfully self-aware <laughs> about everything I do now. Yeah. After studying psychology and nutrition. So again, it's really overanalyzing the yeah. fact that you're anxious about something. But I, I, what's helped me let it go though yeah. is that there is a concept of being anxious for growth. Oh. Like you're anxious because in the anticipation of something what oh. might be scary because you've outgrown a previous right. self. You're leveling up, so to speak. Yes. And so because I've broken it down, I'm like, there's nothing here that I can think of that is like, you are anxious because of this. Yeah. You, I find comfort in knowing that, 
okay, this could just be like a growth anxiety. Something good is about to happen. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I'm just going to buckle up for the ride and see where this takes me because there's nothing in this immediate moment that I can address. Oh my gosh, that's so stressful. <laughs> well, let's break it down. Why do you feel stressed? Because I can't control it. Got... But why do you feel the need to control? Because who else is going to do it? But the universe, why do you need to, like, why do you need to control everything? Why do you feel like because you need to take I'm yourself the as the leader? That's my job. That's what I have to who, do. Who put those expectations on you? Me. Why? Why do, question. <laughs> why do you have the savior complex? I have no idea. I want to sit with you and I want to do a meditation someday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll vlog it. <laughs> I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> that would be the purpose of it. Oh, is it because I put on a persona when we videotape? Possibly. No, it couldn't be. Couldn't be you. It's not her. Oh my gosh. That was Jude's, that was a journey. Yeah, I don't know her. But anyway, see, like, that's yeah. a good example of breaking it down okay, to everything. So then, what do you get to the point where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I know that I like to control things because I don't trust that other people are going to control them as well as me. Mm-hmm. So, where do I go after that step? Of, that that like, no one's going to control it after you? That no one's... Point. Like, the... I like to control because I don't think that anyone can control it as well as me. Why don't you think anyone can control it better than you? But that's where I'm stuck. Is that then trust issues? Mm-hmm. Because, or well, is it just you don't like, really trust anyone? Because I don't feel that they're like going to take care of me as well as I could take take care of myself. That's another option. Like you're answering your own question here. You just gotta keep going deeper there. Oh my gosh, I could, but it's gonna get really exposing. Oh my gosh. Nip it right there. Yeah. Really, you can explore that on your own. Yeah, I'll let you guys fill in the blank. Yeah. We just gotta break it down, right? And that's yeah. the point. And then when you get to the foundation, the foundational point, or the missing brick. How do you know, though? I feel like it's just something you know. Is it just like. When you know, you know. Yeah. It's a gut instinct. If you know, right? you know. Once you strike that nerve and it's, it hits hard, it's like a solid ring. Right. You found the gold. And you just gotta dig. Oh my gosh. And you can release. Because then your body will then, it's pretty much where you're, wherever you're holding the tension. Your body yeah. will let that go. It'll just physically release. Right? Oh my gosh. To do that. Oh my gosh, I wonder what it would release on me. Probably my back. Oh my yeah, God. you have a lot of back issues. I got a lot of back issues. And, or hamstrings. <laughs> oh my gosh, could you imagine? I'd be so bendy. Yeah. <sighs> okay, we gotta do that so I can I'm, straighten my legs. And it's not everything, but it is, it is tension, and tension is held for a reason, and tension is held from emotion, because everything is energy, and everything blocks, and blah, Oh my blah, gosh, blah, that made me think of a TikTok, of like, there's a stretch you can do, or like, some sort of like, meditation, emotional something or other, and then like, once you get that spot, or you like, you get this release in your hips, it just like, emotion just like, yeah, right. Oh, because it's it's stored in the muscles. Okay, I kind of. And when you um, clean up your diet, it brings up a lot of raw emotion to the foods that you were 
lowering your vibration with right. all this poor quality, poor, highly processed things that you're not you're not actually. Again, I want to do a whole episode on, on yeah, we'll vibrations and stuff too because I think yeah. energy and work is really stuff. Yeah, energy work just as a whole is really interesting. Like the fact yeah. that people can heal with like Reiki and stuff. Yeah, really interesting concept to me. Yeah, um, chakras, yada yada yada. Oh, but, I thought you were gonna say shocker. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not surprising at all. <laughs> no chakras. But for example, like an apple has a higher vibration than a cheeseburger. Okay. Based off of nutrient quality, connection with the earth, grounding, um, oils, and yada yada yada. Okay. So if you just lower your vibration with a cheeseburger, yeah, and then you start eating apples and stuff, yeah, it cleanses the cheeseburger and it cleanses that brings up any emotions that you were using as you were choosing that food to suppress. Oh. As you were avoiding. Was that even English? Did that even come out as a proper sentence? I don't know. I'm thinking so hard right now. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. whatever I, emotional I get state, what you're trying to say. And this is coming from someone who was, like, an insane emotional eater and still can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I just now know that I, like... <laughs> this is actually really funny, too, to come, yeah. come across. Or to be able to say out loud. I crave coconut cream chocolate mousse now when I'm depressed okay <laughs> because coconut yeah is a good for your brain okay it helps your brain health has omegas and all that fun stuff okay and cocoa powder like, yeah like just like just cocoa powder cocoa powder is a serotonin serotonin booster really mm-hmm. oh I didn't know that and so the brain health and the serotonin booster those are two things that I like absolutely crave when I'm having like a really rough day or just dark chocolate or something. I'm a big chocolate fan. Yeah. Um, because, and I'm able to break it down. Like, I specifically want coconut cream chocolate mousse because I want the coconut for the healthy fats yeah. for my brain health. And then I want the cocoa powder for serotonin. my serotonin levels. Yeah. And it's calming. Wild. Yeah. Chocolate is not something I crave. <laughs> no. It's... Okay, we've had this conversation. It's apple juice and chicken nuggets. And, like, for a while, I was craving, like, donuts. Okay. Not healthy. But so that's a, there's a concept of allergy addiction, too. Oh. People crave it because they don't, they know it's not necessarily, like, different types of cravings, right? You crave something because it's going to, um, it's like an addiction and it, suppresses it and it yeah. boosts your serotonin like a lot of it's something I've never been allowed to have mm-hmm. and so now that I was having them I'm like ah, I want a donut mm-hmm. but another example that's maybe a bit better why did, you might not know this why did I all of a sudden start craving salmon because um, either protein or healthy fat deficiencies typically Ooh. when my gut health was bad too my, my, my body was craving salmon yeah very regularly yeah um Salmon and peanut butter, actually, oh. which are two things that when I did my live blood cell analysis, broke down on the paper and whatnot, yeah. were two of the foods that were like really good for me because of um, based off of my blood and yeah. where everything was leveled. What you needed. But those are two things that I craved regularly. Oh my goodness. Peanut butter and salmon. Hmm. So you're probably looking for more of like the healthy fat omegas. Um, yeah. in your system because you're not achieving them through avocados, coconut. My dad's going to love that you said that because <laughs> he has this Omega 369 oil that we like 
that he would always put on food. He would just like drizzle it. We'd just have like plain rice, plain hamburger and peas. And he would drizzle this oil on his um, rice mm -hmm. to get his omega fatty acids. And like, it's probably pretty good. We call it Ola Ola oil. And um, I hated it. I detested it. I would never eat it. What is that? It's gross. I don't want oily rice. Well, and you can get it. You can get it other ways though too. You can get it with like hemp seed stuff. Yeah. You said three six nine, and immediately I had three six nine. Damn, you fat. Sorry, I'm about to get low. Immediately, so not me. I was thinking. I'm hearing you talk about rice, and I'm going. I said it, and I went. Um, the three six nine monkey in the wine. Snap, snap. No. <laughs> no idea what that is. Oh my god. I'm oh, my friend low, Dan <laughs> We'll post the names in the description. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. No, but you can achieve omegas through other things, right? Through yeah. um, fish is your own. Cod liver oil is another really um, right. one that is promoted for that. Um, hemp seed oil, hemp seeds as its own, um, black seed oil is my favorite. Okay. For supplementary for omegas and stuff. Yeah. I like it better than a lot of fish oils because with fish oils you have to be very um, careful of um, lead and mercury contents right. in it. Yeah. And that's why some um, fish oils now they'll um, extract it from like anchovies because they are smaller fish and they won't absorb as much lead, mercury, whatnot. Whereas larger fish, more common fish, more farmed versus wild, and especially farmed yeah. fish, um, will absorb, like, the most common, sorry, it's like tuna, salmon, whatnot. Yeah. They'll absorb higher levels because of the, it's stored in their fats. Oh. And it won't, their bodies won't break it down. And stuff. So, and so where we, are they absorbing it from? From um, heavy metal runoff into the oceans. Oh, okay. So they're basically just marinating in them, and because it's like a healthy fat... They're storing then we're it, then eating it, and then we're digesting the fats because it's trapped in the fats. It's oh, not shoot. water based, so it can't just like flush out the same way. Mm -hmm. And that's where that comes from. So, <laughs> when you're looking for your fish oils, look for quality because then you might be ingesting more heavy metals than necessary. Yeah, um, it is hard to avoid them altogether. Hundred um, With mining, with extraction, with runoff and whatnot, it is. Um, it's just in our waterways now, and we can't remove yeah. it but doing things like using water filters and buying high quality um fish and is jump back to gain omegas from some plant options such as flax right and versus yeah. fish like um cod liver oil and whatnot yeah it might be better because there's just less chance of that high mercury lead heavy metal um Poisoning that you have that your body. I'm totally to gonna it. check this out and see what the oils from the mm -hmm. fishy. Maybe my found is just mercury poisoning, and that's why everything hurts their bellies. <laughs> it's not going how that works, but yeah. <laughs> but it could. But no, but like, but it could though. Like if you grow up on, say, well water that you didn't know was had a leak in it or leach in it, and you're actually ingesting heavy metals from yeah well water that you're not filtering properly, and then you're eating these. Um, fish that blah 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 yeah like you could have you'd be microdosing your Definitely. body does its best to um flush it out but having a, a high like fat content on your on your person as well also yeah. doesn't help because it's stored in there right 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 and your liver can't process it out yeah so not I to know. have a little doomsday talk but to be self-aware that's like <laughs> could be reasonable be aware of what you're eating 
yeah. of what you're feeling when you're eating it. And I guess just as a, just a disclaimer, I'm not um, a professional as of yet. I don't have a license to give yeah um, medical we are advice. Not or professionals, but I am just yeah a, a health enthusiast, and I very much enjoy health and wellness. And and you do know a lot. Yeah, I'm studying it. I don't yeah, know. you. And I want to just. Um, I'm just really proud of myself and Michaela because I always used to get these weird like bumps in my fingernails. There'd be like a little divot, like kind of when you like get it in between like a what a, like a door or whatever. I don't have those for the first time ever in my whole entire life. life. Yeah, and it's just so weird because I was like realizing it the other day because I would always like play with them. They're always on my ring fingers, mm-hmm. and I would always just play with them. And I was doing that the other day. And I was like, I have no bumps. Mm-hmm. Well, I have been biting my nails again, too. And so the fact that I've been biting my nails again and my anxiety is higher, I'm like, oh, no, my gut health is is off again. So I need to... Let's go do a live blood analysis. Yeah, I need to get another live blood analysis done, and I need to possibly do just another colon cleanse or something to just kind of reset. Because I didn't do any sort of cleanse this year. Oh. Yeah, no, definitely. But, yeah, self-awareness, guys. It, um, bittersweet. Yeah. I feel like we should cut it off here, because otherwise we're going to go into... Yeah. 200 other topics that aren't what we're supposed to be talking about. Fair enough. Um, before we go, instead of doing just like a fun segment or whatever, uh, one of my friends sent me a couple of pages from a book that she was reading. It's called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, I think. Um, it's apparently number one international bestseller. Um, it looks really good. And so I just kind of want to read. She sent me just like a page, which I think is like a chapter. And so I just wanted to read it to you guys because I, I read it and I was like, okay, this is something that should be shared to everyone. So this is not my words. These are Matt's. <laughs> um, and so it's titled, A Thing I Have Learned, written by nobody who has been everybody. It is easy to mourn the lives we aren't living. Easy to wish we'd developed other talents, said yes to different offers. Easy to wish we'd worked harder, loved better, handled our finances more astutely, been more popular, Stayed in the band, gone to Australia, said yes to the coffee, or done more bloody yoga. It takes no effort to miss the friends we didn't make, and the work we didn't do, and the people we didn't marry, and the children we didn't have. It is not difficult to see yourself through the lens of other people, and to wish you were all the different kaleidoscopic versions of you they wanted you to be. It is easy to regret, and keep regretting, ad infinitum, until our time runs out. But it is not the lives we regret not living that are the real problem. It is the regret itself. It's the regret that makes us shrivel and wither and feel like our own and other people's worst enemy. We can't tell if any of those other versions would have been better or worse. Those lives are happening, it is true, but you are happening as well. And that is the happening we have to focus on. Of course, we can't visit every place or meet every person or do every job, yet most of what we'd feel in any life is still available. We don't have to play every game to know what winning feels like. We don't have to hear every piece of music in the world to understand music. We don't have to have tried every variety of grape from every vineyard to know the pleasure of wine. Love and laughter and fear and pain are universal currencies. We just have to close our eyes and savor the taste of the drink in front of us and listen to the song as it plays. We are as completely and utterly alive as we are in any other life and have access to the same emotional spectrum. We only need to be one person. We only need to feel one existence. We don't have to do everything in order to be everything, because we are already infinite. While we are alive, we always contain a future of multifarious possibility. 
So let's be kind to the people in our own existence. Let's occasionally look up from the spot in which we are because whatever we happen to be standing, because wherever we happen to be standing, the sky above goes on forever. Yesterday I knew I had no future and that it was impossible for me to accept, accept my life as it is now. And yet today, that same messy life seems full of hope, potential. The impossible, I suppose, happens via living. Will my life be miraculously free from pain, despair, grief, heartbreak, hardship, loneliness, depression? No. But do I want to live? Yes. Yes. A thousand times yes. It's beautiful. And I just want to share that with you guys because it really struck a nerve and I thought it was absolutely beautiful. It's really beautiful. And it's really reaffirming that even though life can suck sometimes, it's still worth living. Awesome. Yeah. Well... Thank you for the love, guys. Um, yes. If you like what we're doing and you want to support us, uh, subscribing, liking, sharing, rating, reviewing, yeah, all that helps us big time. Um, go check out our website. Get us boosted up on Boost our SEO, please. Com comment on our YouTube videos. Comment on our Instagram posts. Share them on your stories. We are very uh, active on Instagram, so if you yes. want to follow us there, we are sometimes about us laps. Yes. My personal is MacJoy. And I'm It's Jubes. And, um, is that all the key points? I think so. Right. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram and our website and our YouTube. Yeah, we post some, some random stuff on Instagram. Yeah. And if you know I'm very mommy, you know I'm very mommy. And make your <laughs> I'm very mommy TikTok. <laughs> this other episode is literally just, I'm very mommy. <laughs> just ties it all together. Awesome. Well, all right. yeah, thank you for the love, guys. Thank you, guys. We love you. Talk to you for now. Bye. Bye.